Right. Not the other way around. Right. Well, so I, yeah. I imagine he could not create the rock, but there would be something that could create a rock he couldn't lift. Merlin. Yeah. In this case. Chris, yeah, 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 in this. Makes sense. No, Berlin. Right. Huh? That's his brother. So, Brawny one. Research guys, you just gotta you gotta be there. I mean, the the crazy dark holes of the never never that we have to go to get this lore is just unbelievable. So. <sighs> That's why we have uh, payment tears. Yeah, right. Please fund our trips into the never never. Pay us two dollars. You have no idea how unbelievably expensive these are. Dozens of little folk died to bring you this information. We need to pay them in pizza. Give us money for pizza. Fuck them. Pay me in pizza. (laughs) Costco pizza. Yeah. I would take it. Turns out archives are cheap. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, director. Direct. Berlin part two. I have tools. The original Berlin. It's something like that. Merlin and adjacent topic sounded too wordy, so I just said part two. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Especially since the amount of time we're going to end up talking about Merlin compared to what just happened behind the scenes is probably going to be minimal. Ah, <laughs> Cody, thank you. I can read the chat at the same time as everybody else. Look at no. this. It's amazing. Uh, right? There's so many tools. You guys are going to get whiplash when the director puts hey. every comment on the screen. And that <laughs> works both ways. So many tools in a good way, and so many tools could refer to the people on screen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm with you. Uh, We've got at least one tool. It's up to you guys to figure out who it is. Right? <laughs> you always got to throw that insult in the middle and see people fight over it. <laughs> Who's going to claim it? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so, director, all of the uh, research you've done. <laughs> <laughs> my research. Was, you keep a straight face. No, my research was starting this a little bit early. It's like I could do colors. That was yeah, about right. it. Uh, I am still stuck on the idea of Merlin being Vaterung's child. For child? whatever. Yes. <laughs> Where did child? that come in? I mentioned it last time because, it's like, because he, Merlin he can't be Merlin and Rashid. That would be so silly. Right. That would be redundant. But so, the, uh, the, the Merlin story. Or, or, like, you know, the Beowulf treatment, fine. I'm behind that. But are you telling me that Merlin popped out of Odin's head like Athena? That's ridiculous. No, I, I, no he probably popped out of a womb. Yes. But his father was said to have been an incubus. The fuck does that mean? That's like, like, but if, if. The fuck is right. <laughs> so, that's literally the thing. If you. If Odin was just going around in his masks and had a fun night. And then a child with a whole bunch of power comes out doing weird things that then Vaterung is teaching magic and helps create the whole face of the white court and magic in general at the moment. Like the connections just seemed a bit too important. Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, he, so he's directly connected, right? We're just plumbing the depths of how connected. And I mean, plumbing the depths might be how connected, but, you know, like in, in the original lore, right? There are some stories where, so like Odin and Loki get taught magic, right? Because up to that point, wasn't magic, like it was a witch's game, right? And Mm -hmm. so like a lot of the lore deals with, like they even, Sidemotter isn't that, 
kind of like female. It's a feminine, yes. But know, there, yeah, there so, was male magic and female magic, and Odin knows both. Right. But but he was like the first one to know it, and then Loki, right? Like in, in that lore. I don't think and Loki then, ever got into Seder Mater, um Seder in general. Um that was mostly Freya or sometimes Frigga because right. and then they like blend into each other and then they're not and but Odin like overstepped the cultural norms to know it, but he was able to deal with the backlash. Oh yeah, hang yourself on a tree for a while and lose an eye. For nine days and nights and give up an eye at Mimir's well on the world tree. I mean to do magic like that, I you know, fine. It's a big deal. He's a god, he's gonna live. Or did he? Because he died or not, and then he's back, just like Harry. Okay. Death is a door. Time is a jar. Death helps you be a fulcrum, maybe. Death and returned. It might. I. I don't. I don't know that all those. St- I mean, because starborns are fulcrum, pretty much regardless, and I don't think forty thousand starborns had to die and come back. Well, not come back. That's part of the problem. But right, but I think be... they would have been, sort of, already. Yeah, maybe to be the fulcrum or the destroyer, you do. I mean, so. think of how many people you can name that might have died and come back. Three. Kirk. Dresden. Mm-hmm. Odin, Kirk. Yeah, Kirk. <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys. There's more pop culture than just the Dresden Files. Like, you know. Yeah, to you, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's your job to t- teach yeah, me this... all the things I don't know. I was going with the Princess Bride, right? With a K. Listen. <laughs> That's a yeah. Wesley could be the fulcrum. Now that Andreas has seen Princess Bride and gets all the references. Good job. Good job. So anyway, so I was going with Kemler, a different K as far as died and returned. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean Corpse Taker. Yeah. What about died and is still dead? You know. So like vampires. Him. Yeah. So well, he's interesting. I don't think he's the. I don't necessarily know that he's died and returned. He's a starborn, but I think he, I don't think he's the same as Mavra, for instance. Like Mavra's a corpse, and he is pretty not a corpse. I guess he doesn't. Maybe he could have died and come back, but we have no idea. He's been around for a long, long time, and apparently, well, he's been historical figures of both minor and major note. Throughout. Well, yeah. And he's supposed to technically be a demon, but, you know. Well, I, that's my idea, but it, we don't know. Well, I thought that was like Word of Jim, so, which it, is why it's The, the ones with him are conflicting now, because we had, yeah. it, he was unhuman and got trapped in human form. Then right. we got the Starborn thing in the book. Then when we had him on again, it was um, that he created the Black Court, not his son, which is goes against the previous one he had said so there's right. still i don't know if he's fully decided yet well yeah and i mean i get the whole like you know he did it slash his son did it or whatever but like i kind of feel like maybe he created you know a black court vampire or maybe a couple right his son maybe popularized it which obviously was a problem and then he's just like kind of refined it into what he wanted I know it's splitting hairs and very generous of kind of a theory, but like, like take the super soldier program, right? Marvel, sorry, you know, cause it's 
there's other pop culture references directors. So, um, but you know, like you've got Steve Rogers, right? So it's like, maybe he created the first one and then a bunch of people tried to copy it. And then, you know, that went to shit. And then he's like, no, actually, you know, I've still got the formula. And, Cause he's obviously got his inner circle. Right. And then if we take the, we the uh, if we take the actions of, you know, like Nosferatu, the, um, Holy crap. Dracula book, you know, just uh, literally, you know, that obviously more vampires were created at some point. So, but Dracula also seems to use it as like a distillation process. You know, he's he's always trying to upgrade, you know, like that's what he was doing in Chicago in Peace Talks. He was trying to get at higher quality, you know, types of minions. So, sure. But anyway, so Merlin, no. What about him? So his daddy's a sex demon, so that's cool. Maybe you know. Yeah, I, I, the word of incubus. I mean, that's what they use in Wikipedia, but like that, that could mean a lot. And well, it's also interesting because, like, I mean, incubus isn't the right culture, right? It's a, you know, like so. What what is it really in in Norse? You know, like that might be what it translates to, but there's got to be. Well, a usually it was a god running so, around. That's how okay. people were created, just because Heimdall and whatnot was running around. He got busy. Yeah, he was the father okay, of but mankind. With, but but with what? With what was the other? Somehow half? people <laughs> like don't ask okay. this question of like so. Cain and Abel were fighting over a girl. Where was the girl when they were the only children around? Oh wait, they had sister wives. Well, I don't understand. Okay. It's like it's just like there were people. Let's let's be clear. The Bible is just as crazy, right? Because it's like you know, went off to the land of God and knew his wife. Knew in the biblical sense. Where the fuck did mm -hmm. she come from? If they're exactly. the only four people on the planet, you exactly. know? yeah. So yeah. there was, don't there ask was questions. the right. Aesir exactly. and the the vape. Oh shit, I forgot the word. The, there's like the Aesir, and then the ones that they were kind of close to, with like the Freya and Freyr. Um, and then there was the ice giants and them and the Yotuns. And then there was like other people just around, I guess, just in the tribes. But generally speaking, Heimdall was the one that was just wandering. And lots of people claimed that he was the like father of man. And then there was a whole bunches of people trying to claim relation to Freyr or Thor or whatnot. It's just right. Yeah. Which some of that stuff is probably just like, you know, increasing their their own significance right like you know you you tie your lineage back to some god or demigod or whatever and be like oh look at how cool i am but, and i think you know. odin himself had like a, a dozen or two sons attributed just to him not even including daughters right. yeah the, um, the main character on vikings that's based on a legend and he claimed to be son of odin or descended gotcha. from odin right Ragnar Lutbuk. He was uh, Yinglinga, I think. So he was uh, connected to Freyr, I believe. Hmm. From if what I remember, he claims kinship to Odin. I thought but he was on just... the, the Yingling dynasty. So whatever. Someone can fact check that, and I will put the comment on the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's not our job to fact check that. So. No. <laughs> But, That's a whole like, different trip to the Never Never to figure that right. out. It, it, okay, so Merlin's origins are very strange. Maybe he doesn't have Odin as his father, but maybe like his parentage seems very weird, and he is capable of way too much shit. 
Okay. So, what the fuck was he? I don't know. Was he a vanilla human, a wizard, or was he like not even more than Starborn, but like the, I don't know, like half alien or something? Right. I think that, I'm trying my Marvel references out. Okay. That I mean, it was bad, but I get you. <laughs> so we'll, we'll try. We'll try and bridge the gap. So Merlin, right? How did he get so powerful? Like that's that's part of why like i didn't immediately like revolt at the idea of him being a mantle right because there's a fundamental disconnect from decently beefy wizards and what we know from dresden's perspective and what merlin did right this isn't so much like you know you can look at a, up at a skyscraper and be like that's fucking crazy but i can kind of see how that shit would get put together right merlin is bending space and time in ways that are illegal impossible crazy amounts of powerful like like impossibly powerful not just like impossible for a person to have done it but like not impossible to wrap your head around in general right so that belies some kind of like sponsor or deific level power in my in my mind right and it's still possible that merlin did it himself but we're not so far from merlin that like if you follow the line through ebenezer for example if Ebenezer is like just a couple of apprentices down the line, like do we buy the fact that the senior council knows and is hiding this? We, the, the senior council has somehow lost this in the span of like four or five wizard generations or that Merlin was pulling some shenanigans. And I mean, shenanigans is easier to buy is as, as much as it's in a bubble off by itself and there's no real evidence or anything like that, the power he accomplished itself is kind of the evidence. There's just nothing that I can see that we can connect. We just don't know. And so like, it just, you know, I'm, I'm okay with the not knowing, but if you wanted to ask me how I think it was done, I say aliens, I say, you know, maybe a mantle of, you know, but, but specifically a deity or an archangel or somebody was involved. Right, like somebody of that kind of power. Because That's my current kind of like. Language. If I had to pick a hill, so what Bob said when he was looking at Demon Rage and Cold Days was that the like the language was completely different. Right, mm-hmm. it wasn't anything he'd ever seen before, and he probably had seen most things on Earth since his inception. So it's like, what could Merlin have been using that wasn't something that Bob could have seen? Well, and that's I, yeah, that that really is another clue, right, Bob who worked with fucking Kemmler, who single-handedly fought the entire council and assorted allies. Bob was too dumb to understand how it was and had to dumb it down to Harry's level, which, I mean, it's Harry, but still, (laughs) you know. So, yeah, so that's another clue. It was probably written in friendship because friendship is magic. Sorry, I had to get that. Well, it's described as, it's like, I mean, loosely, it's described as like runes, which makes sense if he's taught by Odin. But assuming, let's say, for example, he his sponsor is an archangel, if it's written in, like, Enochian, but, like, runic right. form, you know, a combination of these languages and stuff would probably be... Because Bob wouldn't really be... I mean, he might know Enochian. Let's say that's even a thing. I'm just using sure. it shorthand. But, yeah, you know, as, assuming so. he uses Enochian, then that's something Bob is probably not going to be familiar with because it's faith-based or in that in that realm that he's not going to be able to to uh, trifle with as much. That was love. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that is that is kind of a fun idea that it's like at high enough level that faith and magic as 
antithetical as they are to Bob, for example, that they start to overlap again. You know, so there, there is, you can code or cast in faith more than just praying for something to happen, right? That maybe that's why Bob doesn't understand it. That's not an awful idea, right? But wouldn't like, he be able like, to identify it? He knows he can't go maybe. looking for the shroud. Right. So it's like it, he would be able to identify the, the bandwidth frequency that it's in that he can't get to. Well, I mean, I guess it depends. It again on the power source. I mean, if we're talking a shroud, maybe, but if we're talking if this is angelic power, then I don't know. I, he might understand the wavelength, but I don't know that he would necessarily even be able to interpret it as such. He would just know. I don't know. Like this is beyond me. I don't get this. But that's why it's probably a mix of things. Is also because. I mean, the idea of the sponsor being involved seems most likely, but the reason I tend to think that Merlin was still more or less, for the most simple terms, a vanilla mortal is because I think the kind of will that had to go into creating something like this is not the kind of thing that once you get too high, you're going to be able to do. So I think even if he has the sponsor, it has to be distilled down through a mortal. So like, you know, when Michael has Uriel's grace, he can't push the wrong buttons because it has bad effects. But if this is grace that a, it doesn't matter if it's being given up because it's going to be like rooted here and B it's being given to a wizard who was taught by Odin and knows things that someone like Michael wouldn't ever be able to do. Then Odin we're talking about, right. So then we're talking about uh, uh, the ability to use grace through a mortal in a way that, you know, no angel whatever would be unless they were given permission. Right. I have a question. If I remember right. Harry gets Soulfire in small favor, and that is the first time he ever goes to Demon Reach, right? Um, yeah. And when he goes to Demon Reach for the first time is when he starts having that, like, foresight of intellectus because he knew too easily how to move. Like, all happened in the same book. I think so. In some way, is having soul fire a requisite for being the warden of Demon Reach? I mean, if Kemmler was, then that means he had it, and I don't. That's not necessarily that's impossible, true. but yeah, yeah. I I don't think I don't think a lot of that stuff works that way in in the Dresden Files. But because the other question though too is like, so we don't necessarily know that Rashid was a warden of Demon Reach, but we know that he had a lot to do with it because he was the fulcrum, right? So, you know, what, what does Rashid have it? Is that one of the powers under his hat? You know, so. Plus, I mean, what he describes is something that Lucio is familiar with, so whether or not right. whether right. or not Soulfire needs to be involved, his sight coming in for that specifically is totally just wizardly. Right. Now that, that part does make sense. It's just like, is in some way now he's going to have the foresight of going and demon reach being important to him because he got the soul fire or if Vaterung has a soul fire and he's connected to Merlin who made the demon reach, it's just seemed like maybe there was a pattern there, but if Kemmler had it very unlikely, he had soul fire. So that does well, kind of have soul fire, if anything. I was going to say, maybe unlikely, but that's probably like it. It would fit for what he does, kind of thing. Because, like, if you have that much control over your own soul and necromancy, that's going to be a potent combination to what he did. 
it just doesn't seem like the kind of thing that an angel is going to sponsor him to have right. is the problem now that, but that then is the question as to whether or not you can get it another way, I guess. Cause I don't know. Is your real sponsoring that around like their friends apparently enough to have lunch? Does, did he just, did he get it from Uriel? Is that how that worked? Right. There also has to be um, like the way Merlin gets, has gotten soul fire. It had to be, you know, the other side kind of had to do something first, right? In regard before they could even give him soul fire. Not well. That's the thing. I mean, I don't know that the other side is going to do something to the point of Odin being granted soul fire. Like he's Odin, right? So even if the other side does something, that would require one that he had some sort of real involvement with Denarians. Which I mean, they're he at at his level, he's just smacking them into the ground. There's nothing that really they're going to be able to do that he couldn't counter himself. The pro- so the problem with this and the, yeah because the problem with this and this line of questioning and conversation that I have is that this becomes one of those like chicken and the egg cosmology problems that hasn't been answered yet. Merlin and Odin predate Christianity, so now we're arguing about what did Lucifer do before the war in heaven because it didn't exist yet. So, like, where in the cosmology are we at point in time versus, like, where we were in reality, right, and where the mythology was founded? Because 1066, I mean, I, I guess that's, you know, quite a, quite a ways after. But, I mean, like, Merlin predates, he predates Jesus, you know, at least in the, in the Dresden verse, right, because he was at the, the burning of Alexandria, right? So that predates Jesus. And you've got, you know, like demon reach obviously exists in all space and time like maybe this is one of those things where like time is a mortal constraint that we we need to let go of that he is playing at a level where that doesn't really make sense right or you know like it intersected our plane of reality at this year but that doesn't mean that people weren't running around people i mean you know deities archangels whatever weren't running around doing whatever but like your idea that the you know, that Lucifer and his team of fallen Denarians had to do something against Merlin before Christianity was even a thing is, I can't wrap my head around that. That's the time travel headache for me. Like, <laughs> that's what I was just like, no, what? Well, to, <laughs> like, to headache it even further, it's, I mean, you've got an angels with that kind of power that existed essentially before time because they have to, they, you know, they they were there for I mean even Lashiel says this it's you know I was there long before this was ever a thing right so you're yes, talking about people that what they, they they've got that then? right <laughs> the re- the rebellion in heaven was probably even before maybe even there was I mean I guess there was humans but we were still probably running around with clubs well, well but I mean it's it's also like when it's it's the problem with all of the origin theories and i mean we talked about this i think i i certainly brought it up i think last week where it's like so merlin's the all father right and heimdall's the father of mankind you know except for that whole white god in jesus thing right which is also true except for whatever the tribes in africa think which is also true except for ganesha which is also true you know so it's like you get these things like are they pockets where it's like okay yeah you are the father of mankind in norway Mm -hmm. and you're the father of mankind in india and you're the father of mankind you know 
in in the Indus Valley or or same place, but whatever, you know, like in in Mesopotamia, but you didn't create all of it. And then, you know, how do you how do you consolidate it with, you know, like the white god? Like if he's the tippy top for whatever reason, somehow in the Dresden verse, like not trying to like, you know, enrage the Catholic listeners or whatever, but like <laughs> let's let's do the brass tacks. Like if we've got to put him in a hierarchy and he's somehow the tippy top, he's the only guy who could cast out the outsiders or whatever, why the hell is Odin a thing unless he's somehow like an archangel, he's part of the machine, right? the white god delegated power to him to oversee this whatever and then finally started to get back involved with moses and then finally started to get back involved right around you know zero ad as we refer to it you know so yeah uh, it's just a matter of did they did it all come down from him or was it reverse engineered that all these people got power and that influence just kind of became part of their story and so it was retroactively granted to them in their lands because you know there's plenty of other human, like, you know, when Greece is going to war with Persia, the Greeks think that Zeus is the father of all things, especially for them. Right. But the Persians, they got different gods. And right. Zeus ain't taking responsibility for them. So already in ancient times, you have that distillation. Right. Which, I mean, it it seems like the advent of faith and worship is sort of at play to reverse engineer this stuff. So either... The gods recognize that this is a thing that they give them a bigger foothold. We're going to create this or they're going to encourage it. So either the, either the puny mortals came up with it themselves or the gods were like whispering in their ear like, hey, this is kind of how it was. And they just poured the belief into the that happening. Yeah, I, I can kind of buy that, actually. You know, we're just like some of those origin stories were created by the gods to get more power, but doesn't necessarily reflect the accuracy of the cosmology per se. Right. Well, it's the same with the um... still, you know, it still begs a lot of questions of like why they're allowed to operate and run around at that level anyway. And maybe the answer is free will, right? Like, you know, the, the, there we go. The answer to the question of whether or not God can create a rock that even he can't lift. The answer is free will. He finally created a problem that he either can't or won't solve. And therefore, boom, the cosmos, <laughs> you know, like, you know, because now we've got Odin running around and fucking around. And he's like, man, I really wish that didn't happen. But it wasn't my call. It was Norway's call. Fuck you guys, man. So I don't know. It just whatever. But, you know, like he had he had this he has his ineffable plan, his vision. Right. But, you know, free will is it you know i don't know it just not imagine deity or even within about 25 million miles of that it's hard to uh put it all together (laughs) it's probably a combination there's probably gods that came up with their own sort of like um stories you see this Mm. with i mean the next best thing to a god is mab with the grim fairy tales to give the fairies a, a foothold in the world and more influence. And then you've right. got people that probably came up with their own ideas and the gods were like, that's a good idea. Let's do. Yeah. And then you have people like the red court who usurped gods. And, and right. so it's, it's fluid. I imagine it varies from place to place. Right. And, I, and I'm fine with there being multiple answers. I'm just trying to get one, <laughs> you know, like, especially where it intersects with Merlin. Right. Because it's like, you know, he, Merlin got soul fire because Lucifer and his team meddled with him before Christianity existed and 
Odin was, yeah, anyway. Well, that's the thing. Odin's going to have to be the answer to this question because it's either a matter of is soul fire only granted to you by an angel or are there other ways to get it? Because if you have a soul, I mm-hmm. would think theoretically you ought to be able to tap into that power. Yeah, you are your own battery. You right. know, that's what Uriel's line is. You are a soul, you have a body. So especially if you are that essence, that is the core of your power. And Odin is immortal now, so he would probably recognize that. I imagine that's... But so then that's a matter of, does it have to get unlocked? Does somebody have to go into your head and click it on? Or if you're at somebody like his level, can you recognize this and be like, oh, look what I can do now? I have another right. question. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I got a... There's a... Uh, in chat, Dalton saying that uh, the gods are amplified by worship, not made from scratch. And I don't know if you can necessarily say that's true because we know that the Shroud of Turin, the fake one, got immense power purely from belief. So I think... Building human, on an already narrative that's already I, there. Yeah, but I think if, if there was, for example, TV and there was some completely made-up god, if enough people believed that in the Dresden verse, that could probably be created. Yeah, you could manifest. I imagine you'd have to be able to manifest because people, especially in the early days, I mean, if they saw the wind, I mean, the wind is the wind no matter what. So, but if they start praying to the wind and it, they do it enough and they do it hard enough and there's enough of them, I imagine something comes of that. You know, that's kind of the um, the American gods angle, right? Like there are God that that yeah. was fully in the people created gods thing. I think it's more of a mix. A little, so I think, a I think there are beings that got power. Due to worship, but I think there are probably also things that got created wholesale from humans. Right. In in American gods, it's not exactly the same, but it's close, right? Because there are like uh, how is it like new media and media and stuff like. But it's not like we as humans know these concepts to make like 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 see them as gods. They just they the power had to go somewhere, and they kind of arbitrarily manifested. Right. Like right. Well, this, some of them were more direct. That was the new age stuff. The old ones were the ones that were more direct. Like they the saw fire and they started praying to it and they were like, aha. And then yeah. the concept formed from it. So it's probably a bit of both. It's probably, I imagine there are spirits that formed, you know, they maybe they didn't get up to godhood, but I imagine there are concepts and spirits that once enough monkeys were praying to it were like, well, that energy's there. So, right. Yeah, I mean, we we see evidence of both, I think, where, where it's hard to draw that conclusion, right? Like, you know, the Kukul Khan is a, is a great example on the Red King. Like, that power and that faith existed before he took it. And so we know that, in, at least in some cases, that's possible. Um, you know, but... At least, yeah, at least Harry surmises as much, right? And his reaction kind of confirms. Uh, right. Like, you think... It could be the real Kukul Khan. He says that he doesn't just think it, right? He says it to him, or something like right. that. Right. Right. Yeah. He does when he's like he doesn't know what the light is. It could be the real Kukul Khan. It could be an angel. It could be this that you know. As far as the red god is seen, uh, the uh, red king is seeing it. He doesn't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and then we know obviously from the side stuff that that that's how that worked for the red court is they sort of took the other the gods and took their power and took their blood and all that other stuff. Because they're parasites. Kind of like right. the white court. If Kemmler was warden of Demon Reach and he had access to as much that that Harry does, 
Uh -huh. Why wouldn't he have just unleashed everything? Control. He's freaky insane, but he's not stupid. I don't know. I mean, like it, it so raising armies of undead in World War One isn't stupid? Or like he Well, got those are people under his direct control, right? Those <laughs> are his those are his zombie thralls. He the things down in Demon Reach are in his control so long as they're down there. Once they're out. But that's what Mab said to Harry is that he could well yeah, control Ethnew. Maybe he did not know. Or maybe he did, and that's why it took so many fucking wizards to stop him. So. Actually, I'm wondering if he didn't know as much as Harry does about Demon Reach. It was I to... find that hard to believe, but... Well, put Go it ahead. this way. It's entirely possible, because what we know is he died trying to get back there, right? That's what Jim told us, it, um, is that he couldn't get back to Demon Reach before they got him, essentially. Now, at that point, he's had Bob for who knows how long. Now, we don't know entirely with Bob because his information can be locked away or lopped off. But it's not entirely impossible that Kemmler might not have been warden that long because Bob doesn't recognize anything there. And if that's the case, he doesn't have the time to research it because he's doing other things. He just knows he has this kind of fallback position. Mm -hmm. If Alfred never... <clears throat> presented every, all of the information. Harry wouldn't have known what was going on until Alfred just took him down there to look at it. Well, he had to, because there was a problem. Right. If there now, wasn't a problem to Demon Reach during Kemmler's time, Kemmler might have never been shown it. Maybe. But I have to think that Alfred's kind of... Once you have it, like, even if you... Even if Alfred has some say as to whether or not he's just going to take you down into the well, I think the warden has to know because that's kind of the point of the warden. So I think Alfred has to give it some indication, and I think someone like Kemmler is probably not stupid enough to say, hey, what are your capabilities, random genus loci? That is now under my partnership. But I mean, let's face it, the, the, the thing of Demon Reach is it's good while you have it, and especially if you can get people on there, and depending on how distracted he was with doing other things, especially with the two world wars, that's that's a pretty fixed point to mm -hmm. and I like so Harry can bring out someone like Ethnew. Does that mean he could bring out all of them at once and control them? I I have to imagine that would take a lot of like that would probably squish him. Yeah, well, because the the way that Butcher writes, there's a trade-off for that kind of power, right? You know, he doesn't, just because he bound you doesn't mean he could just be like, oh, well, F new, go get my groceries. You know, he doesn't just get to call you out for no reason, no cost, and just abuse it. I mean, you could, you could say that abuse the balance the in cost, yeah, you could say that the balance in cost was the capturing in the first place, right? Because that was not cheap or easy by anybody's definition, but um, I just can't imagine that just because now she's bound that it'd be like, oh, if you, the, the hags are acting up again, would you please just go smash them into the ground and drag them back here for me? You know, like, obviously we haven't seen anybody else do that so far. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, a gap, right? But um, well, it's probably I a willpower thing. As long as you easy. can keep your will pitted against whatever you let out you're dandy, but those right. things are not going to let you do that. So right. the, the trade-off is you have to either be 
really, really desperate or really, really strong. Right. And I mean, I now that we're talking about it too, I'd be curious, like, so we know the Nagloshi are the least. So where does Ethnu fall into that tiering category? Is she like just middle? <laughs> and maybe if we're going to entertain that, maybe you start out with the Nagloshi. And until you can get over the panic attacks involved with that, don't try the fucking Titan. <laughs> you know, like, but... Yeah, I I do imagine like I to to mirror something Cody was mentioning earlier. Like I I kind of do see like an Avengers level. You know, we're gonna get everybody on the battlefield, especially by the BAT. Um, so maybe we do see him somehow control all of these monsters or or even a few big ones or something. But I, I mean, there's yeah, there's I probably I would I would bet there's an outsider or four down there. So I don't know yeah, that everybody's absolutely. coming out. Yeah. Well, but again, means, he's a starborn, so maybe he could do something with them, right? That, or maybe we do finally see, you know, Ghostbusters, where somebody breaks open the well, and now he's got to go capture them all again, or whatever. Maybe that's what the BAT looks like. Is like, well, fuck, Cthulhu is now running around again. Good luck, Dresden. So, but. I haven't mm. been this exhausted by an episode for a while, so there's that. <laughs> Brain hurting. Stuck in these time loops and. I... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why I usually am not a big fan of, and I'm glad that it mostly has been kept out, even though we know it's a thing. The whole like time, it fucks up stories real fast, right? Like, you got to do right. time travel really well, and it's really hard to do well. Just ask Marvel. And I can so, just see right, in the director's eyes, he's just thinking, oh, but dark. Well, right. <laughs> dark is wonderful. But yeah. also, it's like, we, we're going to have a whole book of him going back to to fix Little Chicago and things like that. Oh, uh, all the, all the, the fixed travel, if he's doing it once <laughs> in five different times, it's like, oh, just one. Yeah, the, the Fix the Author Errors book. Little Chicago. Well, that one was not an author error. That was just straight up. No, that was just like the up. highlight of something fucky's happened, and then we're not going to explain what for forever. Um, Which is par for the course in the rest of Miss Starborn. <laughs> Let's just mention this for 10 years before Harry asks about it. Yeah. No. He's not going to do it in this book, probably, because it's all about recovery. And then by the time he's ready to do that, he's going to be pulled into another dimension. So, Yeah, but we've seen, you know, Jim and Mab's definition of recovery. So <laughs> it may not just be, you know, well, a I bunch mean, of downtime. Yes. <laughs> but it'll be some. What do you mean? That was great physical therapy. I don't know. I mean, kept him on his toes. <laughs> I mean, he's probably going to be holed up in his castle a lot. For yeah. reasons, actually, yeah. I, theoretically, we could get some answers in the next book because even uh, the book after that, because even if he's in an alternate world, I mean, that stuff's still there, right? I Presumably, really hope they go I mean, for that uh, Doctor Strange window. I mean, it would be so campy, but I would love it. What do you mean, Doctor Strange window? Like the hole in the roof? Get that Doctor Strange? Oh, I got you. Window. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, well, we've already got the hole in the in the roof. We might as well put some stained glass in. Yeah. 
he can do it and uh, make like a circle of light that he just has to put his will in as long as the sun is shining down. As long as he can lure someone into that exact spot. Honestly, I don't know, man. It's Dresden. I still have just ideas of there just being like a bunch of like planks up there, like in the water leaking through the roof. So mm-hmm. I yeah. no, if Michael's gonna fix the hole, happen. I know, I know. Michael's gonna take care of him, but still, like that's that's what I see until you know we see what Michael's done with the place. But a couple of tarps held down by like two by fours, so. So we did us. We got a little far afield from Merlin. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, to go back to it, but I can't remember what the hell we said two weeks ago, except it's stuck on Mab being the lady in the lake with Merlin. Right. And yeah, Britannic fuckery. Say that like it's a bad thing. Well, it's just confusing. It, head hurt because who is what and. I liked thinking that Leah was the lady in the lake because of the whole green knight thing, because there's a whole bunch of green and she seemed like a bitch, which Leah likes to do. And then it's like the <laughs> map doing weird things with Merlin just made a whole lot of sense. It's like, but what were either one of them doing at the time? Cause I'm going to assume that they were born way before uh, she became queen in 1066. Right. Well, they were born before it. Right. right? We don't know how way before because we don't know with Merlin and we don't know with time travel and we don't right. know. So, we don't know. hold on. Nicodemus yeah, is older than Mab, right? Nicodemus is older than Mab, so we do have a window. Okay, so we have a window and that window could encapsulate when Merlin is active and Mab caring about Merlin and... Well, it definitely encapsulates that because Merlin was active pre-Nicodemus because he's pre-Christ. Right. So Nicodemus is around that time. I mean, he wasn't born when Christ was born because he, no, he was probably a tax collector. Around, right. So yeah. he was born before that. So he's he may not. I mean, it also depends on how far back Merlin goes because we just know Library of Alexandria, but he's obviously old enough to be doing that. And so who knows how far back? He, you know, he could have been around in ancient Egypt for all we know, doing shit. And and it could be a simpler explanation. Like, is that the only outlier that we have? That that he was running around at the the Library of Alexandria, right? We well, as far as BC times go, yeah, that's the only one. Early that's Rome, you know, but mm-hmm. Rome lasted for a couple of hundred years into the ADs. So right, and we have the you know the establishment of the Catholic Church during the Dark Ages. I think was the the other one mentioned. So that's you know like the five hundreds or whatever technically that right. period encapsulates. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause I would say, I would say maybe the early eight, you know, hundreds AD makes the most sense in, in a lot of different ways, but you know, there's still outliers on either side, but like I could forgive the library of Alexandria if it was like, Oh man, what a bummer that somebody burned down all those books. I should go back in time and save some of them. Right. Like I get it, you know, time travel solutions to problems, but like that would be an easy way to like lop off some outliers on either side. Right. Yeah. But you know, as far as like the bulk of his stomping grounds still spans like a like a millennia, right? Like even if we go, okay, so he was stomping around in Rome in the 500s, maybe a little bit before that. He created the Catholic Church. The White Council was around in 1066. Like, you know, when was when was Arthur's stuff supposed to be Wait, like uh, like something like five to seven hundreds or something? Was Merlin okay. in, with 1066 because that was the Conqueror? 
Merlin doing stuff with I mean, Arthur, and then what? Well, Mab well, was, uh, that but... <laughs> again is going to depend on Mab's thing because we know via Corb she's upset about being cast out by Merlin. So if she's cast out and then kind of hooks up with the Conqueror, that's a fairly that. I mean, again, we're talking about a short window could be like three hundred years, but still, that's probably a shorter window in right, general. But it when Mab gets dumped by Merlin, what does Merlin go do? Maybe he dies. Yeah. He is an archmage. He's not going to do something nearly so mundane and boring as dying. So. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. He ascended. Yeah. What happened is he went back in time to have that last dance with Peggy Carter, and then he aged up, and then he gave a staff to Ebenezer. So mix-in references. You've seen that movie, right, director? Long time ago. Long time, like three years. I, sorry, I forget that's like <laughs> ancient. 10%, 10 of your life ago, so. Yeah. <laughs> You're making my head hurt. God damn it. Uh, like, hold on. Like, <laughs> the, point, the point was to simplify the timeline a little bit. I was like, I just wait, that out. works out. That's, that's, that's whatever. Get out of here. So. <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Uh, so when was Ebenezer born? Uh, yeah, I mean, if he was a quote-unquote young buck during the French and Indian War, right, here, the seventeen hundreds. Yeah. Right, so it's, it's so early seventeen hundreds. I we um sure, and mm-hmm. that's well, he's three. Of- I mean, word of Jim is he's three hundred or over three hundred. So again, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. 1650 to 17 something somewhere in there you know because if he's like 350 right so what are we thinking about this the staff which we assume that merlin is the one who took it from mother winter because along with many of its other shit that he was doing right <laughs> <laughs> well i'm falling apart a powerful statement yeah. yeah so all the who are the people in between Merlin and Ebenezer. Yeah. That detective is the right question. Well, I mean, go down the line of books, assuming that is that literal and it was all Master Apprentice and most of them were black staffs. So that was how many volumes? It went back far enough that the books were falling apart and unreadable because they were written in a yeah. language, again, that was probably like Demon Reach is indecipherable, more or less, unless you know what you're looking for. No, old English, right? But, but I mean, so if we've got Merlin is stomping around the four to seven hundreds, you know, and Ebenezer is born in the seventeen-ish hundreds, you know, you've still got at least three or four wizard generations easily. I think it was a thousand span. years, or Harry, more or less mentioned. Yeah, let me get the exact Probably. quote because I think it was like a bait, the better part of a millennia's worth of. Knowledge, ye gods and little fishes. I'll find it. Right. Well, but yeah. So if it's a millennia, essentially, then Google's got me in, in some kind of black hole. I googled Eddie and the Enchanter, and only Dresden results came up. So yeah, I don't think at the end's actually a thing. Otherwise, really? I, mean, I thought it was uh, based off a of historical. What if Bob was Mab and Merlin's child? 
Sure. <laughs> but then you'd still think that Bob would be able to figure out Demon Reach more. I was just trying to place that in the time stream too. Like that was around the 1700s, wasn't it? So where like Bob came into it and whatever. No, during the Middle Ages, living in France during the Middle Ages. Yeah. I was just curious if, if there was some loose linkage that could be made there, you know, but since he's a lazy writer and he doesn't just put shit out there for no reason, so, but. Yep. Ow. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, man, time travel's really hard. Let's talk also about the cosmology and yeah, we got who for 2,000 years, you know? Putting it, um, some just juxtaposition a minute ago of like, okay, so Merlin took Mother Winter's walking stick. And Mab being in love with Merlin, she helped her boyfriend steal from her mother. I don't think it's literal. So, <laughs> yeah, I don't know I that mean, she's actually her mother. I'm, I'm not going to rule it out entirely. I just don't think it's mother literal, figure. So, yeah, person who I mean, like life and death in your hands. She she was a changeling. She had to be. She had to be. She was lady, right? In 1066, when she ascended, right. E.G. Mm. Encyclopedia. What? Yeah. Well, <laughs> she was the lady before she ascended to queen in yes. 1066, right? So mm -hmm. that that's part of it, too. Like, you know, was she running around with Merlin as the lady of the Winter Court, effectively? I mean, she's still a changeling because she was at one point, wasn't she? So, like, yeah, it just... Let's face it, we know from Molly that Lady, and from, uh, you know, Maeve, <laughs> ladies can be willed, so right. it wouldn't be uh, necessarily... Which is its own complication, too. Like, oh my god, Molly's not Molly anymore. I don't know, she seems as stubborn and obstinate as Molly was, you know? Like, I, I get that a certain personality type is probably sought after, but, like... The mantle then willfully didn't do its job for a couple hundred years. Like, right. is that the takeaway here? Like, something in your system is broken if if the person underneath doesn't have any say in it. You know. Well, part of it is also the above because you know, Mab says a bunch of times how much she indulged Maeve, like letting her pick slate and right. well, essentially allowing all this to happen because that's her daughter. So. That was her blind spot, and she was not willing to directly kill her, and yada yada. Yeah, I think because a, a great deal of that evidence we get from Mab, right? So this might be one of those like Mab doesn't want it to be so, so she's going to tell you it's this way that the you know the Winter Lady must do this, though you know this that and the other thing. The mantle will replace Molly, this that and the other thing, but that's not necessarily the the full truth of it because you know. Also, yeah. as to the person in the chat who said she couldn't have been the lady because she had daughters, she couldn't have had daughters as the lady. That doesn't mean once she gets to queen, that's mm -hmm. kind of her job. Right. I mean, well, uh, Maven and Sirsa were only, what, like, 
150, 200 years old or something. Yeah, she's they're not well that under queenhood. Old. Yeah. Right. I was going to say too, like, yeah, the, by by any stretch, they weren't born by 1066. So, you know, so she was the queen by then. Mm-hmm. And she's had a cohort of lovers that she's buried. That she's buried, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, talk about Odin's 20 something kids. How many does Mab have running around in, in the real now? She might so. be more careful with her pregnancies than Odin can. Yeah, yeah, having lovers I, is one I, thing. I imagine, having pregnancies is completely different. I imagine, unless the mantle tells otherwise, Mab probably won't get pregnant unless she wants to get pregnant type deal. As opposed to a lady that can't get pregnant because bad. So where's her and Dresden's kid? Bob. Yeah. Sure. Not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Bob, Bob is the time traveling baby of Mavins. <laughs> Thank you. Just fucking close it. This has been the Dresden Files podcast. <laughs> the director's brain has melted, so we're going to call this one early for once. <laughs> I was going to make some joke about us just drooling into the camera for the next 10 minutes, but then you had to go there. You're cut off. Whatever you're drinking, you're done. <laughs> As I, I also oh. saw the cool, ridiculous plot theory that it's Kemmler's phylactery. Or like well, yeah, him, him having to get back to Demon Reach definitely belied, you know, Horcrux or phylactery, which... I spared everybody, and since you brought it up again, I was I was going to say I wonder if that has anything to do with the prisoner in Demon Reach, but you know, no. yeah, we whole, didn't like, bring him up much yet. Yeah, right. I think with a name like Kemmler, I think with a name with a name like Kemmler, he probably would have had a little more of a German tinge to his accent. Yeah, but I mean. Kemmler also spent some time in the Midwest and a bunch of other places, right? So, you know, what, over you the think course Germans of didn't go years, to the Midwest. Because I'm just we all know like, he didn't have to keep his accent. So, we, we all know, British, anyways, that uh, obviously, you know, Everybody's British accents British. much more trustable than German accents. So, he's just, you know, yeah, despite the fact that every villain is the British accent. Right. No, every villain is well, a German. The last, like 10 or 20 mm, years. No. Not in the dress files. Everybody's <laughs> British. Whether man, they all send this shift towards the shades of gray and/or outright evil. Well, I mean, people had uh, what was Gravain, right? And where was Gravain from? But he had a British accent. Yeah. But he was very much like he was. He was a colonist. Like a he was from one of the colonies. Not like Nicodemus. I, I the first time we we hear him is is a British accent, Britishish, mm-hmm. right? So see, and he was. Yeah, I mean there are counter examples. Roman, so. Ivy is supposed to have a, a British-ish accent the first time we see her, but <gasps> she's a villain. No, <laughs> be like, who's the spy? All right, everybody say hello. I mean, we've always been thinking of Chandler as a good guy. Maybe we've got it wrong, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm already taking a got done dirty. He fell down. A, he fell down a hole. He's probably gone. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Listen, if all you're gonna do is whirl if all you're gonna do is whirl rocks around your head and throw it at people, I'm sorry, you can get in the hole. (laughs) Yeah. Like I like Chandler, but up until his application of fighting power, I was like, come on. Well, that's not where his power was, you know. Then do something else. Take out your cane sword and start cutting down vampires with your bowler hat. Or like uh, odd jobs. Odd job. You take the hat off and you start throwing it and slices things. All right. Now we've now we've approached the reasonable 
level of ridiculousness. I mean, <laughs> he's magic. He could have done it. Yeah, it's true. The, the coolest there was still Wild Bill, I think, with the magic like rifle shotgun thing. I thought that was yeah. really. And now he's a and now he's a black yeah. cord vampire. So right. I mean, Wild Bill was the only other one with any skill in artifice, so that's the one that kind of bums me out. But um, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say it was cool, but I mean, it was. Like, it was interesting. Neat. You didn't you think know, it was? Yeah, cool. I thought it was really cool. Like with runes, like like I thought I, I liked it. Well, the problem is like compared to Dresden, right? Like it just seems like magic with extra steps. Like that's the problem. Like it's artifice is great if you don't have the raw magical talent to be able to call it when you need it, right? Like an evoker can. Um, but like. Yeah, that would that was kind of the problem. Is like Wild Bill's like, hold on, I gotta load it, then I gotta whisper the sweet nothings, then I right. can blast vampires. So if you're gonna, <laughs> gonna come on, come on, baby, we gotta go shoot now. Come on now. Sorry, director, I blew it up. What were you saying? If you're gonna artifice a gun, make it one that you can like quickly reload and shove a magazine in. Well, you can't because that's a modern gun and it jams on you because you're magic. But he could have at least done what? What's um, what's Hellboy's gun? The Peacekeeper or whatever? Where it's like just fucking put you the know. six that's shooter or the nine like, shooter, yeah. whatever that thing was. Yeah, right. I mean, that's yeah. actually not true it's though. That's Dresden's paranoia head. about the guns. Uh, mm-hmm. He wants an old school gun, because Murphy him asked him, it. "Is it ever the newer guns that jammed on you?" And he said, "No, he never tried yeah. the newer guns." And uh, um. Why do I forget his name right now? Water magic. Ramirez. Ramirez. Oh, I wanted to call him Rodriguez, which is that's yeah, Susan. But uh, 1911 is you know 1911. So. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that that, w- that was surprising. Where I was like, oh, that's that's literal. They had you know those mechanisms all the way back then because you still think of revolvers as being old school, but it's like, yeah, dude. I mean, Wild it, West, it's the kind of thing had, like you could invest in if you know that. Okay, so like someone like Dresden could probably have um, Wild Bill's gun like that because then he can just shoot a fireball afterward. So mm. it's not, so like you know this is maybe single use, and then you're not gonna have the time to reload it, but it's handy when you need quick whatever. And then drop it. Okay, now you know evocation, and we're just. The other counterpoint to this is Marcone, because Marcone's got magic bullets and he uses flintlocks. So it's because the bullets are old. The gun has yeah, to match the bullet. You're telling me they couldn't be recast. They have to be recast because once they've impacted a body, lead deforms anyway. So they have to be recast it, and then enchanted. Also, I imagine Marcon could. I imagine Marcon could probably use a modern gun because he's a you know he's got his powers coming from an angel. Like the same way well, the Fae can use guns. And not I was thinking the magic of the bullets per se, rather than Marcon's innate magic. But I'm saying that you know Asgard. But also, I in in my opinion, I think that you know his Denarian had a lot to do with how many he had in the battle. Like. Guard probably had a, a bottleneck in how much power, in how much time she was able to do it, and right. that probably had some. The Denarian some might know, like, with. go here, go there, find this bullet in that tree that killed that person. He probably has an Maybe. encyclopedic knowledge of everything where to go find them, could or be. could at least find it, sense it, something. If he's mm. so smart, why couldn't he tell him where to find Gopherwood? Just saying. <laughs> 
that's that's one of my favorite jokes out of that book. So that, yeah. I don't think it exists anymore. Like that's the problem. <laughs> yeah. He's got knowledge of the materials, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're there. Like, go get a dodo bird. We're going to sacrifice it on the altar. It's like, well, like, I hate to break it <laughs> yeah. to you, but Fresh those out flightless of fucks are gone. Yeah, oh, they were so cute too. Uh, okay, I should just retitle this cute. episode "The Headache." Yeah, right. <laughs> I told you to Berlin retitle it. The headache. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just uh, be done? What, Can we save ourselves? What, sure. But as long as people stop talking. That, the, that wood thing, but I don't remember that. The gopher wood? It's uh, at it's the end when they're fighting that. Flooded. Yeah. yeah. And he so makes his teacup. Yeah. Yeah, because he's he's asking Thorn and Amshiel for options. and be like, do you have any gopher wood? No, I don't have any gopher wood. So the inside joke there is that's what the ark was made out of. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, Noah's yeah. ark. So... Yeah, I that one I was like, this has got to be a reference. It's too specific, so I had to go look it up. But yeah, all right. Uh, if you enjoy this headache, come watch us next time when we're watching <laughs> a, a, a a shadow of a doubt. What what did Ben yeah, pick? Yeah, I've got it here. Hold on. Whoa. Yeah, we yep. we let Ben decide shadow the movie doubt. this time. Oh, uh, and conveniently, I can't come on next episode. That's oh darn, you suck, you scrub. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's Hitchcock. I I'd give it a try anyway, but I might give it a try on my own. own but we'll we'll give but it. I've can... never watched the Hitchcock movie, so it's gonna be a first. Yeah, like Birds you've never watched anything? a single Hitchcock movie. Well, that's true. You're not American, so you wouldn't have. Yeah. I've never seen a single Hitchcock movie. You don't watch anything. You don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I see two. I She has watched Dark multiple times. <laughs> that's yeah. true. So she watches the yeah. wrong thing multiple times. No, no, that thing was great. All right, everybody gets one. That was your one. Okay. At least she watched The Expanse. We had to push her. But I guess she's glad she did. we did. Yeah, true. And now I'm waiting. I hate waiting. Oh, no. All right. But they just wrapped the season, right? So so that's good news. So, yep. Yeah. So anyway, uh, this has been the Dresden Files Headache. Please Join please. us next week for a different kind of headache, but in black and white. Yeah. Ooh, can we? Okay. Can I put? Can we make this whole podcast black and white for that show? <laughs> I have to find out. Can I do that? Oh, I, should find out. I have <laughs> if new tools. If you want to steer us in some kind of crazy d- d- erection, you can pay us like two dollars and we'll take it under advisement. So, you know. <laughs> I heard that one right this time. This wasn't a Berlin Merlin thing, right? He said erection. <laughs> new direction. Oh, he said erection. I think. No, he said erection. Nah, the, the the fuck were they called? Whatever. I can't. Standing at attention. Oh Ready to go. <laughs> Ready to see what you've got coming. Oh, no.